All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fully Live Athlete Pastor channel. This is Justin. Hey, we're on the Enlarged series. This is for an enlarged, passionate, glorifying, and enjoying of God. And we uh, are basing this on the principle from Psalm 119.32, that God will enlarge our hearts. As David says, or the, the psalmist says, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. We call on God to do so, and we're journeying through this question and answer uh, presented in the Westminster Larger Catechism, a great resource written in 1647 to know God and that he might enlarge our hearts so that we might know him better and glorify him. So just to recap and set up for uh, this question, we'll look back at the last question. Last question tackled the chief end or purpose of human life. Uh, why do human beings exist? And the answer was given to glorify God and to fully enjoy him forever. But this question leads to the next question, which is how are we to do so? We need to learn of God. We need to know how to appropriately glorify Him and enjoy Him. We must discover who He is. So therefore, the next logical question leads us right into question two here, which is question two, how does it appear that there is a God? How do we know there is God? Answer, the very light of nature and man and the works of God declare plainly that there is a God, but His Word and Spirit only do sufficiently and effectually reveal him unto men for their salvation. So how do we know God? Uh, the answer clearly is that we do, right? Uh, the first thing we're going to look into this is the creator-creature distinction. Uh, this second question begins us in this principle of the creator-creature distinction. Uh, if we're going to have our hearts enlarged uh, to, to enjoy God and glorify him better, we have to submit to this creator-creature distinction as a starting point of knowledge. That is, that God exists distinctly from the creatures, creatures that he has made. Right? There is a resemblance, of course, between the creatures that God has made, but they are not God. One example is in the category of knowledge. As, as we're thinking about how do we know God, God knows himself exhaustively. But we, and we, being his derived creatures, learn more and more about God as we go. We develop our understanding of who God is throughout time in our history. Human beings have, have always uh, a capacity to learn more things. Uh, and so there you have the creator-creature distinction right there. In fact, you may be hearing that for the first time, the creator-creature distinction. And you're, you're experiencing what it is to be a creature right now. You're gathering more information. God exhaustively knows all things. He is infinite and eternal and omniscient. He knows all things. Now, in this category of knowledge, or how do we know what we know, uh, God, as the Bible describes him, must know knowledge all the time. Human beings clearly do not know all things, and we grow in our knowledge of things over time, including God. So we are uh, people who, as the, as, as the Catechism says, who know him by two different ways. We know him by the very light of nature in man, first of all. That's the first category. So many are trained today to think that there is nothing out there uh, that we can know for certain. There's an assault on truth, right? Uh, so truth is not received from outside of us, but it's uh, what we manufacture inside of us. That's what people want to proclaim today. So there could be no absolute truth uh, at all in that schema because what one might manufacture in for his truth could 
contradict what another manufactures is her truth or vice versa, right? So for example, the world, the world around you can look at you and see, hey, you are a woman, obviously, right? But you can, in this scheme, now declare that you feel like you are a man, though the world sees you as a woman, and you can manufacture your own truth that, uh, when proclaimed, is supposed to trump whatever truth is obvious to anyone world over, uh, throughout cultures, throughout history, which has always been uh, acknowledged, right? Uh, and plain to, plain to all to see, right? Uh, so if, and this is obvious to, to no one except those who have taken, you know, freshman level college gender theory classes and those who have been influenced and indoctrinated by those who have taken up this idea that truth is not objective and outside of us and patently obvious to everyone, but is derived and manufactured from within us. So it can, this, this defeats uh, all logical uh, conversation and meaning at all because truth by ne- definition must be true, right? It can't be subjective and contradictory, right? If words are to mean anything at all, otherwise we destroy any capacity for communication. It is the way it's always been. Truth is what it is, and it's not in me. It's imposed upon me by the realities around me, which are made not by me, but by the Creator. We can't deny that Creator-creature distinction. We have to uphold it. Knowledge comes from God and the things He's made, uh, and that we can see that in us. Uh, Every person uh, is made because God has created people to be made, right? Uh, He has made us male and female, in his image and we are called in the bible to multiply so i'm sitting here on this video today speaking to you because of god's design in me uh in us that we are multiplied uh by male and female christians must be enlarged in our understanding that the bible does make claims of absolute truth of course and the bible teaches that every single person is going to grow and develop to know god by looking at these two places one the light of nature in man, right? So let's talk about what that is. Let's define that. Uh, This is internal to us. Uh, So we're going to look at first what's internal to us and then what's external to us. So internal to us, man's creature, again, is is an obvious example of design. Uh, The way our bodies function and all the ways they declare God's handiwork. We didn't just spontaneously and accidentally arise via no personal creation at all, how could such a thing occur? How all these things fit together and function is evidence of design. The Bible teaches that God created mankind, again, to multiply. We fit together as male and female, and then through God's reproductive design, we have propagated throughout the world, uh, and that's that's His will. Uh, So as you look at this, we exist today, and we're hearing and seeing these things because of the wonderful ways God's designed all the systems to receive information and transmit information and to communicate. We understand truth and convey information today via all the systems that God has put into place and the processes which are working because of His design in us and how we see the light of nature in man. Light, of course, is a common way of understanding uh, understanding, right? Uh, to, to think, to, to portray understanding. It it makes it clear. 
Uh, nature is what's natural or occurring uh, in all of us. They're common to us, right? So common understanding. We have a common understanding in the way man is made internally to us that God exists. And now, um, the believer in Scripture uh, uh, can, um, can see that we can make claims of absolute certainty. Now, but the one who denies Scripture's revelation uh, has no basis uh, for making uh, claims of absolute certainty as they do sometimes. You hear people will say things like, there is no God, right? Well, how could someone possibly do that, right? Because uh, how can someone uh, say he's examined all of the truth out there, all the evidence under every rock? There's possibly evidence out there you haven't seen yet uh, that would uh, testify to God's existence. So so, so you haven't examined it or interpret it correctly doesn't mean that you that you have exhaustive knowledge that would be also to deny the creator creature distinction and put yourself in the place of god and say i'm the absolute uh determiner of all truth and i'm saying there is no god we have to understand that we are derived created beings who receive knowledge and that's the that's what's being being uh, portrayed here in the first or the second question that we through the, the light of nature interpret god's existence by looking at ourselves in man uh, or mankind. Secondly, we see the works of God. The works of God tell us that God exists, right? When you look at the uh, first point of knowing, we should look at ourselves. Second point is we look at everything that else that God has made, right? Uh, you think about uh, how uh, reliable creation is. Uh, it's so reliable that it allows us to do scientific calculations and math because it always is is what it was. You know, like the the, the principles that God has put into creation uh, are reliable day after day. Uh, the earth turns on its axis over and over again. And and, and, and the sun, uh, we experience the sun rising and falling each and every day. Uh, so, so this heats us and, and gives us energy. And the wind blows and we're able to, to harness that energy uh, and, and to and not only drive sailboats, to harvest it by windmills and, and store it up and power all the devices that we are using today. We're able to take uh, elements out of the ground uh, and out of creation and, and consume those for energy God gives us all of these processes around us uh, that we are able to harness and the tiny ones that occur out exterior to us, like even the pollination of the flowers that we enjoy and all the diversity of animals that we see at the zoo, all the things on all these purposes that they hold, uh, God has put together and he speaks by them. Okay. Now, if you want to look at uh, places that talk about that, Psalm 19, one through three in the Bible says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day after day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor the words whose voice is not heard. Everything that God has made pours out speech that He exists, and that's what the that's what the confession or the catechism question is getting at. Uh, it also says that in Romans one nineteen through twenty, for what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Wow. This question uh, makes an absolute claim that not all people uh, will acknowledge God, but it doesn't mean they don't have sufficient information about God uh, in them and in the world around them. But the answer here of the question tells us we cannot discover this uh, all that we need to know about God by looking at creation. We need knowledge regarding salvation. So the needs of human beings uh, changed after the fall into sin. We became spiritually needy of redemption. 
We are in more need now than Adam was when he was created. He had physical needs for food and water like we have, but he had no need of redemption or salvation from sin. General revelation in the light of nature of man and the works of God cannot teach us about salvation from sin. There's a limit there. Therefore, God gives us supernatural from outside nature revelation, the Bible being breathed out by God and spoken. The Old and New Testaments are that only source of special revelation whereby we're to know God. Uh, looking at 2 Timothy 3, uh, 16 through 17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The general revelation and the light of nature and the works of God of creation are sufficient to leave every person without excuse to glorify God, right? You've got no excuses because God makes himself known in us and outside of us. However, it's insufficient to direct people regarding salvation. That's why he gives us special revelation. So general revelation, the things that are made, uh, us and all things around us, is unlimited in its reach. All mankind possess it. But special revelation is limited to only the, to help only those who are within earshot of it, only those who can see it with their eyes. It has to be revealed to them outside of creation from God through the scriptures. So while there are many theories about things which come from different perspectives and levels of understanding, uh, observing general revelation, God's existence is universally known. Everyone knows God. Therefore, no one's going to be able to say at the end of days, you just didn't give me enough information about your existence. But it's clear from Scripture that Jesus is the only name by which man may be saved from sin, right? That's what the Scriptures testify to. Uh, this cannot be learned from creation. Mankind has to humbly trust God's revelation of this saving knowledge, and this is called faith. Faith is caused by the ministry of the Spirit. That's what it gets at. Uh, that The Word and the Spirit uh, effectually and sufficiently reveal Him unto men for their salvation. Uh, what does effectually mean? Effectually means impacting us uh, in a way that uh, saves us, right? Because of sin, God's not only known, uh, needing to be known as our Creator, but as our Redeemer, uh, and we need to depend and, on His revelation for help. Uh, therefore, this is why every time we go to God's special revelation in the pages of the Old and New Testament, we are to pray that God's Spirit would reveal the truth to us. Uh, and we should all do that. That's what I do every time I open the Scriptures, is to pray that God would reveal to us His truth in the pages of Scripture. Because uh, so I need Him as Redeemer and Helper, not just as Creator. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 8, 9 and 10. It says, As it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So you see there's a, a, a moving forward of how we know God. We know God generally, right? But he says, What no eye has seen, or ear has heard, or the heart of man imagined, God has revealed through the Spirit, the things of Christ. Uh, there is. Uh, Isaiah 59, 21, final verse here, it says, And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit that is upon them, and my words that I put in their mouth, uh, in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, or out of the mouth of your offspring, or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. God's going to always have a covenant people throughout the whole world from all nations, right? Uh, because He will not allow it to depart. His Spirit will put it there and preserve it. 
Have you ever wondered how some people could hear the exact same message of the gospel and why some reject Jesus and yet others receive him gladly? The shocking revelation from the scripture today that we just read is, and our takeaway is the effect that uh, when, the, when the gospel is proclaimed, the effect of it, the effectualness and the sufficiency of it does not depend upon the person at all receiving it. What matters is the effectual application of the word of God by God's Spirit. So if you believe in Jesus today, thank God in your prayers and ask God to enlarge your heart more and more. That's a prayer that he loves to answer. For an enlarged, passionate, glorifying, and enjoying of God is your purpose. This is what God's made you for. So you will run in the ways of his commandment, as Psalm 119.32 says, when God enlarges your heart. So that's the answer today. How do you know God? You know him through general revelation, the what, how God's made you and the things around you and how you can rely upon those things. And you see him, uh, but for salvation, only in special revelation made known by the Spirit and applied effectually to you by the Spirit. So I'll see you next time on our journey toward understanding uh, in this Q&A presented by the Westminster Larger Catechism, 1647. Don't forget to go large. I'll see you next time. Peace.